my history nerds, and welcome to the Historia podcast. My name is Stephanie, and this is episode 13, Spartacus and the Third Servile War. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let everyone know about some changes that I've made to the Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, Membership is only available on Patreon. However, if you wanted to donate to the podcast without making a monthly commitment, you can do so through the donation feature on Buy Me a Coffee. Um, Additionally, the citations are available for purchase on Buy Me a Coffee for $2, but these are, of course, free for Patreon members. Um, I'm going to essentially keep it like this for a while until I meet a goal that I've set for myself. And uh, those who become members can access many episodes and upcoming video content. And um, I'll be releasing a content calendar so you know what episodes are being released each month. Uh, You'll also get access to a private Facebook group and Instagram group, as well as shout outs and obviously our citations. Um, And as always, the links to this and more are available in the show notes. Uh, now that we've gotten our shameless plug segment over with, grab your drinks so and we can get this episode going. And for tonight's drink choice, I have decided to go for a glass of red wine. Um, so, real quick, show of hands, how many of you instantly thought of the show Spartacus with Andy Whitfield and his beautiful ass? And I know that people know what scene I'm talking about when... He's having sex with that girl. Um, Because, I mean, that show was fantastic. (laughs) Um, Spectacularly inaccurate history shows aside, Spartacus was one of the five leaders of the Third Servile War, also known as the War of Spartacus. He, along with Crixus, Gannicus, Castus, and Animaeus led a slave uprising against the Roman Empire that lasted for two years and was the last slave uprising in the Republic. Slaves were a vital part of Rome's economy. These were the people who built the roads and worked on the farms. There were different levels of slaves ranging from house slaves who did Uh, to those who did physical labor. At various points in time, they were treated so badly that these led to these three slave wars. We honestly don't know shit about Spartacus outside of the events of the war, and even then, some of these events are quite contradictory. Still, the two aspects that everyone seems to agree on are the fact that at one point he was a gladiator and that he was an amazing general. While telling the story of Spartacus, many people have used the war as an example of people of indiv- sorry, of individuals fighting for their freedom. Still, some like Voltaire refer to it as just another war or just a war because there's no evidence proving that these men aimed to end slavery in the Republic. Now let's meet our players who, keep in mind, 
besides a few people we don't know much about and there's a lot of conflicting information when it comes to numbers. Spartacus, known as the Thracian, was born in, one, in 103 BC in an area known as Thrace, which is now in modern-day Bulgaria. The Greek historian Appian said that Spartacus was a Thracian by birth, but served as a Roman soldier. He became a prisoner and was sold as a gladiator. At the time of the revolt, it's estimated that he was around 30 years old. Multiple sources and interpretations talk about how Spartacus was captured and sold to the ludus of, of Gannis Cornelius Latulus Vatia, or as he's more commonly known, Latinus, my Latin's off, Latulius, Latulius, Lentulius Batius in Capua. The truth is, his name might have not even been Spartacus, but his name is possibly derived from two Thracian words, Sparus, which means spear, and Takas, meaning fame. Together, his name means renowned by the spear. Crixus means one with curly hair in Gaulish, um, we don't know when he was born, but we do know that he died in 72 BC. Um, we also don't know what circumstances led to him being at the Ludus. Uh, Gannicus was a Celt. Um, we know nothing about him um, and Castus and other than that they died in 71 BC. Um, Animus was a Gallic gladiator who was also in the Ludus, and like all of our main characters here, we don't know when he was born, but we do know when he died, and that he participated in the rebels' most notable successes. Uh, sorry, in one of the rebels' most notable successes. As many know, gladiatorial games played a big part in the Republic. These gladiators, who were generally criminals, prisoners of war, or slaves, needed to be trained. And this is where the ludus, or gladiatorial schools, came to play. Originally, 200 slaves planned to escape from the ludus of Letus Batiatus, but their plans were discovered. Um, so in total, 70 men used kitchen tools and escaped the school with several carts of armor and weapons. Um, they, defeated they defeated small forces along the way and would take the equipment of the fallen soldiers. They also went around the surrounding Capua area, um, plundering the area, stealing supplies, and adding more slaves to their ranks, eventually swelling to over 70,000 people. Eventually, the rebels moved out of the Campania region, which was, uh, sorry, they moved towards the Campania region, which was a hotspot for the Roman elite, who used the area as a vacation spot. Because of the drastic increase in crime that threatened the lives of the rich, 
the authorities quickly moved into action and moved to subdue the increase in crime because at that time, they didn't think of it as a rebellion. They just thought that it was an increase in crime. Um, Their most notorious battle was the Battle of Mount Vesuvius. Gaius Claudius Glaber and his force of 3,000 militia pursued and cornered the rebels on the volcano blocking the only path down. Using trees and vines on the volcano, they fashioned ropes and ladders and rappelled down the opposite side of the mountain. They then swung around on the uh, towards the original side and attacked the militia. At this point, I'm not sure if they began fracturing into separate groups before or after the Battle of Vesuvius, or if they stayed together for some point, for some time before splitting into separate um, groups. But we do know that during one of these battles, Animaeus died. Um, and we don't, again, we don't know if this was during the battle or after the battle because of some injuries, or if he died from some sort of illness. At some some point, Gannicus and Castus separated from Spartacus, taking most of the Celtic and Germanic slaves. Uh, Lucius Pomptius and Quintus Marcus Rufus. Uh, Crixus also separated from Spartacus with a force of 30,000 people. Uh, We don't know why they separated, but there are two theories. Either Crixus wanted to continue raiding the countryside while uh, while Spartacus wanted to head towards the Alps to be free, or they decided to divide and conquer. We can't say which theory is true, but there are reports of raids happening in opposite directions, which does support the theory that one faction was heading north while the other was just raiding. Eventually, he met with Lucius Gaius Publicola, a Roman consul near Mount Gargano, um, who defended the hill using two legions. Uh, Crixus attempted to take the hill, but was killed. It's said that Spartacus forced the captured Roman soldiers to fight in mock gladiatorial games with Crixus in uh, Crixus's honor. By the end of it, it's estimated that anywhere between 300 to 400 soldiers were sacrificed. Spartacus was being chased by Publius Verinus and decided to split his forces between his two underlings, um, Ferus and Cassinus, who were both killed in battle. In 71 BC, the task of stopping Spartacus was given to Marcus Licinius Crassus, and uh, he was given two legions to his legate, um, and they, he gave, sorry, he gave two legions to his legate Mummius, and he ordered him to follow Spartacus, but to not engage. And, quick question, what do you think the dumbass did? That's right, he fought him. 
and he got his ass kicked and Crassus had to then swoop in and save them and when he did he killed about 6,000 rebels. Uh, The two men faced each other multiple times and each time Crassus came up on top eventually reducing Spartacus's forces to about 2,000 people. Uh, Spartacus then led the remaining forces towards Lucinia uh, and through the straits near Messina. He then tried to secure passage for himself and his forces to Italy, where he planned on getting reinforcements, but, but was betrayed by the pirates who took their money and fled. Around this time, Pompeius Magnus, or as he was more commonly known as Pompey the Great, returned to Italy after squashing a rebellion in Hispania. We aren't clear if Crassus requested it or if the Senate commanded Pompey to do this, but he began heading south to assist Crassus. And he, Crassus knew what would happen. Pompey is going to now swoop in and he's going to take all the credit for the victory. Upon hearing that Pompey joined the war, Spartacus tried to negotiate with Crassus, who who responded somewhere along the lines of, go fuck thyself. To which Spartacus responded by leading his armies through Crassus' fortifications and heading towards the Britim Peninsula with Crassus right behind him. Both sides suffered heavy losses, and just like in many ancient battles, discipline went right through the window and the rebels began doing their own thing, some actually fleeing from the battlefield. Somewhere on this field, Spartacus was killed and to his, obviously to this day, his body has never been recovered. 5,000 rebels were apparently captured or killed by Pompey, who is a straight-up fucking bitch. He sent a letter to the Senate essentially saying, yeah, Crassus fought the war, but I'm the one who ended it. And Crassus was rightfully pissed the fuck off. There were a total of 6,000 survivors of the war um, who were captured and crucified along the route from Rome to Capua. Uh, Pompey and Crassus were, would both become consuls in 70 BC because everyone was scared to bits of their legions that they ever so conveniently camped outside the city walls. Um, the rebellion scared the hell out of the Republic, and as a result, wealthy landowner, landowners actually reduced the number of agricultural slaves they had and opted for sharecropping with freemen. Eventually, slaves ceased to exist in the Republic, creating more jobs, and there was even a law that was passed that would hold owners accountable for abandoning any slaves that were sick, old, or for having murdered them. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. 
Um, and if you have a moment of your time, I would I would greatly appreciate it. Sorry, if you would leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have any book recommendations, comments, concerns, or if you just want to say hello, uh, you can reach out to me on um, my Instagram account, which is at the Historia Podcast, or by email at the Historia Podcast and the number two at gmail.com. And uh, you can obviously find the links for this and much more in the show notes below. Thank you very much once again, guys, for listening to this, and I will see you again in two weeks. Bye.